Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy some teaching, healing, and prophetic ministry from one of our Encounter and Equip services. We weren't planning on taking communion this morning, but I felt like the Lord said very specifically that we're supposed to take it together now. And so our our Connections team is going to start handing it out. Um, and while they're doing that, and you guys keep hanging where y'all are at because y'all, y'all are doing something up here. There's like this fire coming up on the, where the youth are worshiping right now. He took me just now to John chapter 21. I'm just going to read it while we're to set up what we're doing. Uh, if you've been with us over the last month and a half, you've heard me talk about Ezekiel's river when it flowed from the sanctuary, the place of worship, and the deeper it got, the further it got, it created a place where nets could be set into for the point of harvest, of of revival coming. So I want you to listen to it with those ears. It says this, After these things, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Let me hear you say, he revealed himself. It's kind of an interesting thing is Jesus is wanting to reveal himself to you in a fresh way today. There's ways he's already revealed himself to you, and he wants to reveal himself to you in a fresh way and a new way. Simon Peter Thomas, who was called Didymus, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. So they said to him, we're also going to go with you. They went out and got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Let me hear you say they caught nothing. But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, and yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. It's kind of an interesting thing. We get so familiar with the way Jesus appears. And when he shows up in a new way, and, we, and we're not expecting it, we don't recognize him, but it's still Jesus. And he's wanting the church to peel back the way we've understood him, the way that we've received him up to this point in your life. And it doesn't matter if you're a child, teenager, an adult. What the Lord's doing, he's calling us to a place, a new revelation of who he is. Now, it's not going to change who he is. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is not some new revelation that suddenly Jesus is who the Mormons say he is or the Jehovah Witnesses. That's not the revelation we're talking about. But what we're saying is, is Jesus has always been this person, yet you weren't ready to receive him in the way that he really wanted to come to you. And so there's this freshness that's on their encounter with Jesus. Where was that? But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So Jesus said to them, children, you do not have any fish to eat, do you? They answered to him, no. And he said to them, well, then cast the net on the right hand side of the boat and you will find the fish. So they cast it, and then they were not able to haul it in because of the great quantity of fish. Therefore, the disciple whom Jesus loved, we know to be John, he's writing his, his uh, gospel. I love John's humility here. The one who Jesus loved the most says to Peter, hey, dude, it is the Lord. And so when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had stripped down for work, and he threw himself into the sea. I don't know why that sparks a memory of Forrest Gump whenever he sees Lieutenant Dan on the ship. So before Forrest jumped in the river, Peter himself 
jumped into the, into the water to come home. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits away, dragging the net full of fish. So when they got on the land, they saw a charcoal fire already made, fish placed on it, and bread. So Jesus already had food for himself ready there. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have now caught. So Simon Peter went up and hauled the net to land full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples ventured to inquire of him, who are you, knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus came and he listened to this. He took the bread and he gave it to them. Communion. And then he gave them the fish likewise. This was now the third time that Jesus revealed himself to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Here's what the Lord began to really move in my heart. It felt like we've been really laboring to see revival and awakening come in our nation, in our world. And we've seen pockets of it where we had fish to show Jesus. There's been revivals throughout history. But I felt like Jesus is saying this moment, what you've experienced up to now is nothing compared to what I'm about to do. I'm going to give you a command, and you're going to put it on the right sand. What is that? The righteousness. Seek first the kingdom. I think this represents if you'll just seek my kingdom first, just seek my righteousness. If you'll just put your nets where I tell you to, if you'll just condition your heart, your mind, your will, and emotions into the place that I tell you to. There's going to be a harvest of fish that you can't actually pull in by yourself. It's going to require the family of God to be able to do together. I felt like the Lord was saying that this morning is that what has come up to this point has been very good, and He's been pleased with you. He's been pleased with us. He's been pleased with the church. There's a lot of stuff that gets on the social media, people bagging on the church of how bad it is, how cold it's grown, all this different stuff. And I'm going like, wait a minute. This is the bride of Jesus. Jesus doesn't talk smack about the bride. What does he do? He invites his bride into a place of fresh revelation, fresh encounter. What is this fish? I feel like we're going to have the prodigals come home. I feel like we're going to have the exiles come home. That has actually been prophesied and that will come to pass. There's going to be new fish. There's going to be new believers are coming in. But before we get to that, Jesus is inviting you to a breakfast with him. He wants to ask you, will you start 2023? It's a fresh morning. Maybe you haven't recognized that I showed up in your midst before this moment, but he's telling you, I'm here. If you'll just seek me with all your heart and you're willing to give everything that you have to me, then you're going to actually see a harvest that comes in your life. So I want you just to pull out the bread. See, Jesus is inviting you to eat of the harvest of your life. He's inviting you to come into, I've caught fish for you. And then the fish that you produced in your life, the fruit of me in your life, because you followed me, bring that to. And there's this feast and the celebration 
where the Lord's actually multiplying us into. And I felt like what God was going to do in this moment, when you take communion, when you take the fish, when you take the fruit of what God's done inside of your life, he wants to multiply it into a way you've never experienced before. So if you've experienced peace before, he's going to multiply it in a fresh way. If you've experienced healing once in your body, he's going to multiply in a way you've never expected before. If he's brought healing to your heart, a disappointment, a frustration, a betrayal, maybe even disappointment with him because he didn't come in on the time that you expected. And he's saying, if you'll just take this, eat of this, remember what he's already done, you're going to be able to receive a greater revelation of healing for a broken heart. So just right now where you're at, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to get with the Lord. Turn your affection to him right now. If you're born again, say I am. So you turn your affection to him and do business with the Lord in this moment. But for those in the room, or maybe those who are watching live stream, and you're not yet born again, this is an invitation to meet Jesus for the first time. Not a good teacher, not a good the happy hippie guy. We're talking about the Lord the Lord of the universe, and he wants to become the Lord of your life. So in this moment, if you'll just recognize your need for the one that created you, you didn't create yourself, you can't save yourself. But if you'll recognize your need for the Lord who created you, his name is Jesus. And if you will just confess with your mouth, Jesus, you're my Lord. If you'll just believe in your heart that he was resurrected from the dead so that you can be resurrected to new life in this very moment, the Bible says you will be saved. And the moment you made that agreement in your heart, you actually became one of the fish of the 153 that was pulled ashore that day. So Jesus, we just turn our affection to you. That you didn't leave us in darkness. You didn't leave us in doubt. You made it explicitly clear that you are the Lord of all. And that you have saved us to all who call upon your name. We are saved. We are born again. We were made sozoed, saved, healed, and set free. Lord, as we cross over to the Jordan, over the Jordan into the promised land, we leave the wilderness of doubt behind. We leave disease and disappointment behind. Come on now. We leave everything that we were never supposed to be in the first place. And we cross over into the promise of being born again in you and everything that means so that the world may know you. Come now, let's just eat this breakfast meal with Jesus. We're going to spend some time going into a time of healing right now. Just stay in the posture of your heart right now, this place of fire. 
and passion for him. You guys can go. It's okay if you want. You know, usually the last Sunday of the month, we set aside a time for what we call an encounter service where we intentionally let Holy Spirit really guide us and go after the supernatural gifts of Holy Spirit. We're going to do that today just as we start into the new year. We wanted to consecrate this day, this first day of 2023, to again move in a place where we're going to activate. Because we have words, I'm going to share with you guys later, we have words about who we are as the people of God. And yes, even in this house at Legacy. And so we're just going to move into a time of healing right now. And why are we doing this? You can stop, Chris. Thank you. Um, we're going to move into a time of healing. But before we do that, I wanted to take a little bit of time today and actually do a little bit of teaching as we go. Because we've been plowing this place for a long time. And we know we've got lots of new faces that have been here with us, not just today maybe, but in, in the previous uh, several months. And maybe you guys haven't caught the, the, the teaching, the heart, the kingdom that we preach here at Legacy. Because we believe in equipping all of you. It's the saints who are doing the work of ministry. It's not about the leadership team here. It's about you guys. It's about every single son and daughter coming into the fullness of who they are and accessing everything that Jesus died for. Amen? And so when we talk about healing, we're not just talking about physical healing. We're talking about emotional healing, relational healing, spiritual healing, deliverance. That's what salvation, sozo, means to be saved, healed, and delivered, completely set free in fullness of who Jesus is. And a lot of times we stay in that mindset of, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Whew, it wasn't for Jesus. And that's truth. But there's more. There's more. To come into sonship, to come into being a daughter, is to come into becoming an heir and understanding your identity and your authority in Christ. And healing was paid for. By his stripes we are healed already past tense. The problem is, is our human mind stays focused on what we experience to become our truth instead of the truth that is the truth. To have heavenly perspective versus our earthly human perspective. And so when we pray for healing, we actually believe God is a healer and he is still healing today. Amen. And that's why we also believe in the power of the testimony, because the testimony says God is still doing this, and if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you, because he's no respecter of persons. And that's why we don't hold back on the testimonies, because we're testifying to the goodness of God. Okay? So there has to be a partnership of hearing the Lord and what he's doing and what he's saying. And so one of the gifts of Holy Spirit is words of knowledge. So sometimes we'll have words of knowledge. And what is a word of knowledge? A word of knowledge is factual information I should not know other than God said it and revealed it. And because he said it and revealed it, it's an invitation to what he's saying he's going to do or what he is doing. But all it takes is the seed Mustard seed of faith to say, I believe. Okay? It just takes a mustard seed of faith to say, I believe. Now, if we experience it, how much more does our faith grow? If we hear the testimony, how much more does our faith grow? Okay, so that's why we intentionally pursue healing in our encounter services because we believe that God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do. And he is healer and he is still healing. 
And sometimes we pray for healing and we pray for healing and we pray for healing and we may not see a manifestation yet. And that is because there's a difference between a healing and gifts, multiple different types of gifts of healing and miracles. Miracles is different. Miracles is instantaneous. Now, we are a house of miracles. We have seen miracles. We have seen metal disappear out of people's bodies in this house. Okay? I know it's crazy, but it's true. We've just seen it. Many of you guys, I'm sure, know testimonies and stories about tumors disappearing or bones coming into alignment or pain leaving immediately, whatever it is. This is what we have to steward is the testimony of the Lord and knowing that not only did he do it before, but he'll do it again. He did it in the book of Acts, and he's not, it's not done. It's not over. The gifts are still very much alive because Holy Spirit is alive because God is alive. He's alive, and he's present. And we don't have to beg God to come down because he already did. He's within you. Let the weak say, I, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Why? Because of him. Okay, so he's the healer. We're not the healer. But he's looking for sons and daughters to go about the father's business and to partner with him and what he wants to do. So we're not the healer. So we don't have to be embarrassed if something doesn't manifest the way that we think it is because we're operating with the seed of faith. But every time we practice with that seed of faith, don't you know we're one step closer to the manifestation of that healing coming. But it is a testing and a persevering of your faith. And so we are going to release some words of knowledge here in a little bit, but we're just going to start with what we already know to be true. Several of you in here want a healing. So we just start with what's obvious because God already paid for it. And it is yet to fully manifest in our bodies. So we're like, okay, God, this is my inheritance. This pain is not mine. I don't want it anymore. You paid for it. So right now, if you need a healing in your body, I'm going to ask you to stand up. Why? Because it's an act of faith to say, I have something. I want gone. And God is my healer. Here I am. So stand up if you need a healing. Stand up if you want a healing. Come on. Don't be shy, you guys, please. Jesus is here and he's in the room. And, and, and what did he ask people? What do you want? Read through the Gospels. He would ask them, what do you want? What do you want? So think about that in your mind right now, in your spirit of faith. What is it that you want? I want the pain gone. I want the mobility back. I want the nightmares to leave. I want the fear to go. I want the heaviness to leave. Whatever it is, I want this pain gone. I want the migraines to go. Jesus. Whatever it is. We thank you, Lord. So just sovereignly, I'm just going to pray right now. God, you are healer. And so we say thank you. And those who have chosen to stand are saying we know that you are faithful and you are true. And we receive our healing right now because of the blood of Jesus. And by faith, we just agree right now with what you say is available to us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I receive my healing. I receive the fullness of what Jesus paid for. I receive it now. Now see and feel in your mind's eye whatever it is that needs to shift this is your sanctified imagination. You're partnering with childlike faith with God. See it manifest. We thank you, Lord. Move into thankfulness and gratitude. Thank you, God, that you are healer. I receive my healing. I receive my healing. 
We thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Now, we test after we pray. So if you're able to test, I know some people have to go to doctors and maybe do blood work or x-rays or whatever sometimes to test, but sometimes you can just test it out because it couldn't raise my arm this far and now I can. Or I couldn't bend down, but now I can. Do something as an act of faith to step into the healing. Move the wrist around. Move the knee around. Walk. Come up and down the stairs if you need to. Do something right now to test it out. Test it out. Move whatever it is. Test it out. Guard your heart from any level of disappointment or fear, but by faith, test it out. If you can, test it out. Test it out. It's an act of faith to even move. We thank you, Lord. And just as, a, as an act of faith right now, too, I just see some of you guys need to just take a step, literally. You just need to, like, take a step. Just say, I'm stepping into my healing, God. It's an act of faith, childlike faith. That's how we activate faith. We thank you, Lord. Now, without anybody else praying, I just want to see one hand up to say, I feel God moving. I just tested it out. Something just shifted. Raise one hand up for me. One, two. We've got two people, three people waving their arms. Why do we do this? It's because, again, there's a testimony. Even Jesus prayed for somebody twice. You remember in the Bible, he prayed for a blind man. He said, I see spiritually, I see tall trees, men walking around like tall trees. He was seeing in the spirit. Jesus had to pray twice, and then he was able to see his eyes were open. So we don't have to expect again. It may not always come as a miracle, one-time thing. Healing happens over time often. When Jesus prayed for the uh, lepers, they were on their way to Jerusalem. There were 10. He prayed for them all. It was a three-day journey. By the time they got there, they were all healed. Only one came back to thank him, though. Okay? But it was a three-day journey. Sometimes healing is a journey. Okay? It's a journey into testing of our faith. So we're going to pray a second time. Only this time I'm going to ask everyone around you who is willing to participate. You're, you're now part of the ministry team. Okay? You don't have to be trained in this. I just taught you how to do it. All you do is you pray. We, we call this the five-step prayer model. We pray, then we test it out. Then we pray again, then we test it out, and we thank the Lord. I mean, it's really that easy, okay? So now, those of you who are standing, we need somebody to be praying for them. Somebody come and stand next to them. Get up and move out of your seat. You are now the healing ministry team. As sons and daughters, it is not you being the healer. It is God being the healer, but he wants to use you. He wants to use your hands as a vessel. If you have Jesus, you have healing in you. And so just ask them what is it that they need? What is it that they want? What's going on? Just a 30-second 30 30 second information. What do you want? I want to be able to raise my arm. I want to be able to dance again. I want, to, I want this pain gone. In part of that interview process, you can ask, okay, what can you not do or what's the pain level at? Zero to ten. 10 is high pain, 0 is no pain at all. Where is your pain at right now? Where is your mobility or lack thereof right now? What is it that you can't do and what is it that you want to do? And now we know how to pray. So now just begin to pray a very simple prayer of faith. God, we thank you that you are healer. And we command this pain to go now in the name of Jesus.
We command and release healing right now. We're not commanding God. We're commanding the pain to go. We are releasing healing. We thank you, God, that we have the authority in Christ to do what you did. You said greater things that we'll do because you went to go be with the Father and you released Holy Spirit. So we command healing to come now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, come. All pain go in the name of Jesus. Muscles be loosened now. Vertebrae come into alignment now. Allergies go in Jesus' name. Asthma go in Jesus' name. Inflammation leave in Jesus' name. Muscles be strengthened. Joints, all inflammation go right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All pain go in Jesus' name. Test it out. Test it out. Let's test it out. Take a step of faith. Move in whatever you need to move. Because that in and of itself is a test. We thank you, God. Move into thankfulness, gratitude, appreciation. Thank you, Lord. Now, raise one hand. If God is doing something, if he's healing you, if there's been a move, raise one hand. Come on, raise them high. One, two, three, four. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Four, five. Now, if it's completely healed, I want you to raise both hands. Why? Because we need to know that it's all gone. Okay? Two hands like this. Two hands for me if you've been healed today. All right, come on. We got two people. Can I ask you to come to the front? Is that okay? Would you mind sharing a testimony? Please come to the front if you've been healed. This is very important part of the step. We thank you for your courage of coming forward. It's not about you. It's about Jesus, right? We don't want to take away, again, from the power of the testimony. I know that speaking in public is like number one fear next to death itself. But you guys, this is the sacrifice of praise. That's a sacrifice of praise to give God glory for what he's doing, even though our brain is still trying to figure out what in the world just happened. Right? Okay, tell us your name. Tom. Tom. What did God do? Well, I came in here with a painful knee, and uh, I don't feel any pain in it right now. It's gone, man. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me your name. Hi. I'm Missy. And um, for about the past month, my right arm has been falling asleep, like, terrible at, at night, waking me up with a excruciating, throbbing pain in my hand. And... Um, when we were taking communion, it went numb when I was holding my hand up. And then I just got prayed over, and I mean, I'm holding my hand up, and it's just, I mean, it feels wonderful. Praise yes. the Lord. Good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hey, my name is Michael, and um, over the last month, I've uh, been having some ankle issues. Don't know what I did, whatever, but came in probably feeling about a seven, probably down to three or four right now, easy with a lot more mobility. So. Yeah. All right, come on. So extend your hand for me. We want it all gone. We thank you, Lord, from 7 to 3. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, and we bless, God, what you're doing in him right now. We command all pain to go, all inflammation to leave right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Continue the finished work. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Let's give him glory. Praise. Thank you, guys. You can go sit down. Do you guys have one? Testimony? 
heart's like beating 100 miles an hour. I, I have not been able to put pressure or weight on my right hip for like several months now. And I can literally squat down on one leg and move around. It's just happened. <laughs> I love it. Isn't it good? Come on. Listen, I need to say this too. Going to the doctor, doing the things that you need to for your health, eating right, exercising, taking meds, whatever that is, is not a second class healing. Okay? Um, it's very important that you understand, again, healing can happen in lots of different ways. But if we didn't pray just now, they wouldn't have been healed. Come on. All it took was a step of faith. They had to stand up. They had to ask and believe and have faith. They needed someone to partner with and to pray with them and to agree with them. Where one can put 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000. Now, the testimony has been shared. Anybody that needed a healing that did not get a healing that had any of those ailments? Was there anybody? There's an ankle. There's a knee. There's a hip. Go ahead and stand up for me. Which, what is it that you need, hon? Ankle. Michael, would you go and pray for her, please? I know that this is a challenging thing, but just because I know your heart, I know I can ask you to do that. <laughs> yes. Right hip. Sissy, would you come and pray for her, please? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Because God is no respecter of persons. He's no respecter of persons, and if he'll do it for somebody else, he'll do it for you too. And what you have been received, you can freely give. Freely you've received it, so freely you can give it away. That's the power of your own testimony. I know that God healed me because this is now gone, so now I can give it away to other people. But guess what? Even if you don't, I pray for people's knees and backs all the time because I have stuff that I've been contending for for complete and total healing. If you have scoliosis in your back at all, will you stand up, please? Does anybody in here have scoliosis? If you have scoliosis of any kind, a curvature of the spine. Okay, I have an extra, I'm a little weird. I have an extra vertebrae in my back that has, a, that has caused that adjustment. <clears throat> a slightly, my shoulders are slightly off, my hips are slightly off, so my back gets thrown a lot. So I'm just going to go after it. Why? Not because it's a word of knowledge, but just because I'm contending for my own healing. I've seen people healed of scoliosis before my eyes. I've been in a room where six or seven people got healed and I did not. And I'm asking, what's up with that, Jesus? <laughs> Let's be real, okay? And, he, and all I had to do is adjust my faith to say, I will be healed. It's just a matter of time. It can be in an instant. It can be like this in a meeting. It can be plan A. It can be plan B through treatments and physical therapy and all kinds of other things, which I have done, okay? Chiropractic stuff, like all the things, right? Massage, all the stuff. There's been measures of healing over time, but I also know that one day I'm going to enter glory and I will be healed no matter what. But we're going to go after it now just because we can, right? So, Father, I thank you for these ones who are standing who need a touch right now in their back. I command scoliosis to leave now in Jesus' name. I command any twisting or uh, uh, infirmity spirit right now that has been plaguing their backs to leave now in Jesus' name. Come into alignment right now in Jesus' name. I speak to every disc, every vertebrae come into alignment right now in Jesus' name. I command every lying spirit to cease right now in Jesus' name. I speak sleep to be sweet in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we command the shoulders and the hips to come into alignment. All muscles be loosened right now in Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name, let there be a turning and a twisting, a straightening up, whatever is needed right now, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. I release fire on their backs right now. In Jesus' name, fire fall. Ho, fire. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now just test it out. Move it around. I know for some people, you can just feel maybe it's pain. If you can feel heat in your body, you might wave at me. If you know God's doing something, go ahead and have a seat. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Again, that's one that we can just contend. There's just going to be something you're going to have to just contend. It's a matter of faith, not performance. It's a matter of faith and coming into alignment. I felt like the Lord said to read something over you. Part of, and Cindy already said it, but you need to realize why do we do this is because the gospel is meant to be lived out. Amen? So, remember somebody asked me one time, why are you doing it on a Sunday morning? I'm like, when are we supposed to do it? They're like, well, you should do a special service on a nighttime. And I'm like, show me in the Word where it says that, and I'll do it. But all I know is the Lord says is when you gather together, there's strain, there's equipping, there's growing together, there's healing. Every time the church met, there was people who were saved, healed, and set free. Every time the church met, right? So I felt like reading the Word over you, we've had some testimonies uh, that were over you, and I felt like the Lord said there's going to be another level of healing in this. Psalm 103.3, or 1 says, bless the Lord my soul and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord my soul and do not forget any of his benefits. Can we not celebrate the fact that there's a benefit to knowing Jesus? Not just that, there's a benefit for Jesus being in the room even if you don't know him yet. You don't have to know him to benefit from what he's already done. This is why when we go in the streets and we're sharing the gospel, people who don't have a clue who he is, but all of a sudden one of his people walks up and their shoulder's healed, a knee's healed, a foot's healed. I'm like, what just happened to me? You just benefited from Jesus. Now do you want to know him? It becomes a tool for the gospel. So I'm going to read this again. Bless the Lord my soul and do not forget any of his benefits who pardons all your guilt who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with favor and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things. Can I just say, when, when did the church suddenly move into this belief system that our years were supposed to be bad things? Is it because COVID happened and, oh my gosh, there's bad stuff happening? No, just because trials happen doesn't mean the goodness of the Lord ceased being. It means your years are meant to be filled with good things. It says, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Amen. I'm getting to the age now where I need some renewing of my youth. <laughs> the Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. He will not always contend with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our guilty deeds. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our wrongdoings from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our form. He is mindful that we are nothing but dust. As for man, his days are like the grass, like a flower of the field, so he flourishes. When the wind is passed over it, it has no more, and its place no longer knows about it. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting for those who fear him, and his justice 
to the children's children, to those who keep his covenant, remember his precepts, so as do to do them. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his sovereignty rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, mighty in strength who perform his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his angels, who serve him, doing his will. Bless the Lord, all you works of his hands, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, my soul. What I heard the Lord say is, there, there was still some levels of, of doubt, but it was doubt born out of disappointment. And when I like the Lord says, like, no, it's time for us to leave our disappointment behind. There is this scene when Jesus is up on the mountaintop with the three of his disciples with the transfiguration. And while he's gone, there's a man who brings his son who has caught up a bunch of demons. And, the, and his other disciples, the rest of the nine, could not actually bring healing or deliver this demon from this boy. And so the father goes, they didn't do it, but I know you can do it. And he comes up to Jesus and he pleads with them. And Jesus says, do you believe? And he says, help me. And what? My unbelief. Mustard seed of faith. And Jesus says, if you'll just believe. And he healed his son that day. And what I'm telling you right now is, it's time for the church to fully deal with our unbelief. So will you just stand up with me completely, everyone in the room. If you haven't had breakthrough yet, I just, this is what the Lord was saying right now. Do not forget the benefits. He's forgiven all your sins, and he heals all your diseases. There is no qualification on what he does not heal and what he does heal. He heals them all. So I want you just to receive it right now. Jesus, there's been testimony. There's been faith released into the room. And there's the reading of your word which stands the test of time from everlasting to everlasting right now. And we ask right now, we're not satisfied. We're grateful that a handful of people got healed. We celebrate that. That's no small thing. And you said, don't despise the day of small beginnings. But you're moving us into a place where all are healed. Sha. You feel that? You feel the weight on that? He's moving us into a place where all are healed. Every person that was brought to Jesus was healed. Every person. So Jesus people to you right now. We're bringing ourselves to you right now. We're not looking for a small thing. We're looking for the full thing. So being healing now. Creative miracle now. That extra vertebrae, gone. The missing vertebrae, created. Tendons, regrown. Scar tissue, disappear. Metal in the body disappear and creative miracle in its place now in the name of Jesus. Because according to Psalm 103.3, you heal all our diseases. More. If he's touching your body right now and you can tangibly feel a touch on your body, would you just raise up your hand? Come on. Don't be shy. More, Lord. More, Lord. Healing come now. Everything you paid for come now. Release it in the room.
for your glory and so that the testimony of Jesus will spread through our cities in Jesus' name. Now check your bodies. Is anybody healed in that? Like one hand up. If you feel like the Lord touched you and brought a measure of healing, a measure of healing. We've got one, two, three people waving, four people waving, five people waving, six people waving, seven people waving, eight people waving. Now, two hands up if it's completely gone, completely healed. Two hands up. Okay. Two hands up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Two hands up. These two right here. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Do you want to share? Do you want to share what it is? Is that okay? I'll come to you. Um, I struggle with asthma ever since I can remember. I've just been struggling with breathing. I felt like today it's just disappeared. This morning, my... Um the side of my uh, arm was hurting, and now it's completely gone. Come on. Isn't it good? So good. We thank you, Lord. We did get a word of knowledge, though, too, about senses. If you're having issues with sight, hearing, taste, anything like that, especially dry eyes. Is there anybody in the room that has that, specifically dry eyes? Go ahead and stand for me. Father, we just release right now the word of knowledge that you want to heal senses, sight, hearing, taste, smell, touch, whatever it is. So we just thank you, Lord, for that word of knowledge, and we bless them right now in Jesus' name for the fullness of the healing, God. Open up the eyes, open up the ears, open up the nostrils, whatever is needed, Lord, whatever is needed. Come into alignment in the kingdom of heaven in Jesus' name, amen. And try to do something, if you can, to test it out. This is part of the step, is to test it out. If you have to read something or look at something, sometimes we have to plug in one ear, say something in the ear, and see if you can tell. Test it out. These steps are really important, you guys. That's why we're doing it. That's why we're taking the time today to teach it to you, to know. This is what we do when you're in the grocery store and you see somebody on crutches. When you're at the restaurant and you see somebody with a brace on their, on their wrist. Like, you have permission to say, oh, gosh, what happened? Tell me the story. Do you mind if I pray for you right now? It may be a little weird. They may tell you no. I've had that happen. It's okay. We don't have to. They can go away, and I'll still be praying because I don't have to, you know, I don't have to. Oh, they can't stop me from praying. They just may not pray with them, right, in that moment, whatever. But you have permission to be able to do a very simple prayer, just like what we're doing. So anybody there that was healed, wave one hand at me right now if you notice some measure of change or improvement. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> All right, a measure of healing. Thank you, God. Let's give him thanks right now. Thank you, Lord. And this is what we do. That's why we finish with thanksgiving. We thank you, God, for who you are and what you're doing. We bless what it is that you're doing, and we just ask for more because we know there's more. And that's the mindset and the attitude of our heart as we engage in healing, even if the fullness has yet to manifest. Amen? Okay, so now I'm going to ask the prophetic team to go ahead and come up. We're going to do something a little bit differently this morning. Uh, just because I have a, a, word, a corporate word I'm, I'm supposed to release this morning. So I'm going to ask each one of our team that's coming, um, remember this is a prophetic house. And what does it mean to be prophetic? It means to hear God. And all of you said yes to Jesus at least once, so you heard him. That means non-believers can hear him. 
<laughs> we can all hear him, okay, if we'll listen. But you can grow in hearing him better and hearing him more clear. And prophetic ministry is something that our heart is after because it's the heart of the Father to release identity and destiny over his children. And so we're going to prophesy over, over some of you in the room. If you feel a stirring in your heart as someone prophesies a word over someone with childlike faith, you can go, God, I agree with that one. I feel like that one's for me. Okay, if it's for you, guess what? It will manifest, okay? Um, he's no respecter of persons. So just we test everything by the Spirit. It's more important, not just how we release the word is important, don't misunderstand, but you judging and testing the word that's released is very important, okay? You're the ones who have to decide, does it sound like God? Does it line up with this word? Does it line up with this character, okay? That's why it's really important. But these have been trained. They have um, uh, stood in relationship, and they're pursuing this as a ministry gift to become a trusted voice to be used by God. So it takes a lot of courage for them to come up and to be able to share. But this is not about the super ones. This is for all of you, everyone, to be able to prophesy, to hear God, and to share an encouraging word. Okay, but every prophetic ministry ought to edify, exhort, and give comfort. It should build you up. It should strengthen you. It should draw you closer to the heart of the Father. Most of the time, prophetic ministry is a confirmation of something he has already said to you, and it's his way of saying, yep, that's me talking to you. Okay? It's a confirmation. A lot of times, it is also forthtelling, meaning it is an invitation, not just foretelling what's coming, but forthtelling. It's a partnership and an invitation to say, this door is now open to you. This is available for you, for you to partner with him and say, okay, God, what do I need to do to come into alignment with that? If you ever got a word that said you're called to the nations, you're called to this particular area, you're called to missions or whatever it is, then you should have a passport or go get one. There's a way for you to partner with what that is. If they're like, hey, you're called to Mexico and you're going to, I see you traveling in Mexico and South America, blah, blah, blah. guess what? If you don't speak Spanish, you might want to learn how to speak Spanish. Like it's, there's real practical steps of application. So there's revelation, there's interpretation interpretation, then there's application. The revelation is what we think we're hearing from God, okay, from the heart of the Father. Whatever he's going to give to us, there are many different types of um, triggers, or whether it's a visual thing, whether it's an auditory thing, like all the different ways that he may talk to us. There's lots of different ways. If you guys want training in this, there's all kinds of training out there. We have free training online on our website as well. Um, and there's always going to be uh, labs and things that will be available to you after the first of the year and, and things as well to help you grow in it if you want to. There's lots of books. If you need a book, I'll, I recommend all kinds of books. But the point is this, is to be intentional to hear God for the revelation, however it comes. But we know in part, and we prophesy in part, they're puzzle pieces. So oftentimes you'll see our team come up, and I'll, one person will point somebody out, give you the word, and I'll say, add on. Add-on means sometimes they didn't have something to add on. Sometimes they did have something to add on, but they're asking the Lord in that moment. We're not going to do add-ons today for lack of time. We're just going to do whichever one word, if you guys find one person to prophesy over. Um, and then as they prophesy over that one person, we're just going to go down the line and have them prophesy over that person. Again, revelation, interpretation. We're going to give you our interpretation of what that means, but it doesn't mean we're right. <laughs> okay, so it may mean something else to you. So you take that to the Lord and interpret. Is their interpretation right or is there something else? Sometimes the add-on word is another perspective or another interpretation. It may not be new revelation. It may be another uh, interpretation of that word. It could be new revelation, okay? But then the application is something different. We may or may not give a suggestion as an application, but ultimately the application is up to you. It's what you do with it. It's kind of like if I gave you a present. 
you decide if you're going to open it. If I bought you a sweater, you decide if you're going to put it on or you're going to take it back or give it away to somebody else. Okay? So it's up to you to steward the words. Okay? So um, after they, if you guys will give your one word to whoever you have a word for, um, uh, if, you have, if, there's, if you have more than one and you already see them, go ahead and identify them, and that way after the service you guys can find them after the service and they'll give you your word there. Does that make sense? Okay. So the late, is this one? The lady in the brown hat, yes, <laughs> you um, immediately stood out to me. And there's a couple of things that like, I felt like the Lord was saying and that I hear. Um, one, I just heard the word general, but I, I like, can see you know, all these like, question marks over your head. And I feel like you're, you're asking for understanding for more. And, and, and I, I feel like, like with a general, like the Lord is going to give you those downloads. Like he's, he's giving you understanding. He's giving you strategies. And he's, he's revealing, uh, um, as they had said in the beginning, like a new revelation of who he is. And so I just bless you with what he is doing and that he does hear you. And he knows those questions that you are asking. And they're coming. All right. So... Later, Daniel, come see me over there, okay? But um, I kept seeing black and blue. Like, I, I was specifically told to wear this shirt, and then I wanted my blue jeans, and they were dirty, and then I had to wear the black ones, and then I started getting highlighted black, blue, black, blue. I was like, oh, black and blue. And immediately the word came that some of you who are wearing the black and blue um, may have a physical healing, but I really feel like it's an emotional black and blue that he, he's healing right now like I feel like it's even very specifically things in the womb and things from childhood things that are subconscious that you don't even realize you've been carrying with you that he sees it and even if you're not even aware of it because I was like what do I need like I've had so many heart sinks lately Lord like but he's like there's so many things subconsciously that we don't even realize that have been there for so many years that we just think it's a part of us but he sees it, and he said, you are never supposed to have that black and blue. And so I just declare that he's healing it and taking care of it right now for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. All right. This is for a couple people. It's for you, the blue shirt. Colin. Colin, yeah. It's for, and it's for Lorna. Right. Right, you. It's for Daniel, and it's for, where is she? In the white shirt. Yes. Okay. So, um, Yes. Um, it's for the for you guys. So um, 23, um, I thought of Jordan, Michael Jordan. It's a year of the bull. It's a year for acceleration for you guys, for all four of you guys. Um, also, um, new kicks, because I think Air Jordans, like you're getting new kicks. You're going to you're step into something new. Um, and actually new strategies, especially for you to kick Satan in the teeth. Um, yeah. Um, and then... Um, also, I believe you can fly. I think you're going to be flying some places, and I believe you're going to be flying some places. And the lady with the multicolored dress right there? Yes. Um, I feel like the Lord has been giving you an invitation at night. He's going to start bringing incredible dreams, very specific dreams, things that are answers to prayers. He's going to speak to you at night. And I encourage you with that invitation, there are practical steps of 
making sure to get it written down, to record it, and things like that. He's taking you to a new level. You've been very strong as far as interceding. You intercede for family. You intercede for friends. and you're, He's taking you, though, to a level where you will be speaking words into people from what he's showing you in the dreams. So we just declare that forward right now. We thank you, Lord, that you show her every step of the way because what you've started in her, you're faithful to complete. God told me about the last week in January. Does anybody in here have a birthday in, in the last week of January? Okay. Um, okay, good. So this is, this is specifically for those that were born after the 22nd of January. God has a new calling on your life. God is using you this year to celebrate the lives of other people specifically youth, specifically young people. He's using you this year to celebrate the repeal of Roe v. Wade um, that, that was, uh, it happened on January 22nd. So your lives are a testimony of the life of God lifting up in you. So your testimonies are going to change people's lives. You're, the things that you've gone through, because Satan has been attacking those of you that were um, born during that week, um, Satan has been strongly attacking you. So I declare that um, his assign the, the assignments over you is completely canceled, and um, we, uh, we come into agreement that your testimony will, will get people set free. Amen? Okay, I'm going to try to make this quick. Um, my printer wasn't going to help me this morning, so we'll see if I can read this. <laughs> um, I, as I was praying for today and praying for 2023, the last several months especially, the Lord usually takes me sometime in September, if you guys were here, and remember I release some words um, each month a little bit, the Lord will give me like a puzzle piece here. And so I actually felt like the Lord said to go back and to go back as we've been um, praying and partnering with prophetic words over our house as a leadership team, as we've been um, challenged and encouraged, um, especially when Isabel and Thrawn came um, and dropped bombs in this place of promises, destiny, and honestly, lots of confirmation of things that the Lord has already been telling us. Um, you're going to hear some of that repeated as I go over some of these, but I felt like as the Lord was telling me to release the word over 2023 again, um, obviously because it's January, but he used usually deposits it in me in September um, because that's when the Jewish New Year begins and that's when he actually has me um, set aside time to really intentionally look at that. And so I'm going to give some of those words to you as quickly as I possibly can. So forgive me if I'm talking a little too fast as recorded. You can go back and watch again. But I know that um, I have a lot I want to say and so I'm asking the Lord. I'm just going to pray right now. Father, I only want your words to be released and only the things that you want spoken. So Father, I ask that you highlight the things that you need and want to be spoken and deposited here that we would take captive those words, Lord, and we'll steward them in our hearts, Lord, that we will ponder them, that we'll pray through them, and that we'll receive them, Lord, that we'll partner with your promises. Lord, for this coming year, we thank you for 2022 but we thank you more for 2023. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So many of you guys have heard some of these words before. I'm just going to declare some of them. I'll try to give a little bit of context as I go. Um, but I just really feel like it's supposed to just be released again, like prophetic words. Um, again, that's why I'm explaining it to you. It's not all going to be um, words that I've received. There'll be some from other people, and I'll clarify some of those. But some of these are things that I feel like the Lord just said it's time to repeat these because it's like you, when we have to steward something, when you get promises, it's like when we talk about doing New Year's resolutions. You guys would write a New Year's resolution. If you set goals for yourself, short-term or long-term goals, research will tell you that 80% will be fulfilled if you will write them down and review them regularly. But you got to write them down and review them regularly. They have to come to the forefront of your mind, okay? So this is a year of promises being fulfilled, but that means we've got to know what the promises are and we have to see them fulfilled, okay? We have to contend for them. When we say contend for them, we're not striving to make them happen. What we're doing is we're coming into agreement with him, which is why we say thank you, even like when we're praying for healing, whether we see the manifestation in fullness or not, we move into thankfulness, gratitude, and appreciation because we enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise. And so we were called um, back in 2014, we received a word from Mark, uh, I'm sorry, from uh, Ryan Lestrange. It was a corporate word in um, May of 2014. But as he, as he poured out this corporate word and has continued to repeat it on occasion over the years, it is constantly stirred in our hearts that we know this is an identity and a destiny word over this house specifically. And because our house is really called to the region, you're going to hear some of that as well. The hubs are arising, and they're not only called to be places of revival and outpouring, but also equipping and advancing. Radical moves of the Spirit and hosting the presence of God are only part of the call as these emerging centers. These must be places that teach in order to activate and equip the body of Christ for every member for the last day's harvest. If I just ended there, that would be enough. <laughs> that would be enough, but there's more. But I want you to hear this. A wave of glory is coming to the hubs. They'll carry different expressions of revival in this hour, and each one is vital to the plans of the Father. We must be cautious not to create a cookie-cutter pattern um, uh, for the revival centers and the hubs that are being birthed. They're called to embrace a partnership between the apostolic and the prophetic ministries. Apostolic anointing is building and governing, whereas the prophetic is about divine revelation. There is an expression of the apostolic mandate to build places of presence and power. We talk about healing, that's power. Power evangelism is going to be something we're going to see out of this place. But they are also places of prayer and intimacy. Prayer, presence, power. Um, uh, the agenda of the hour is not just to build another ministry, but to release the spiritual destiny of a region, to host the presence of God in a way that brings radical transformation to the lives of people in the region. Here are the marked characteristics. One is hunger. So my question is, how hungry are you? It is the hungry that will press in and invite an outpouring in a region. They dig wells that will not only bless the hub, but the region and beyond. They will face opposition as the well gets deeper. And the transforming presence of God grows in the hub. <clears throat> they are presence-driven, and they will um, emphasize great value on the presence. The hubs are prayer-fueled. Prayer is a key to birth and sustain revival. They will release the sounds of heaven. He's birthing new sounds for a new move. There's no room for performance-driven worship in these hubs. The worship that is coming draws people deeper into encounter. They will be known for miracles and power. 
Hubs are places of supernatural power where bodies are healed, lives are changed, and miracles are released. They will be places of fathering and equipping. The move is an apostolic and prophetic-driven revival. The hubs are raising up to birth and establish spiritual sons and daughters. To birth and establish spiritual sons and daughters. And as the move of God continues, training is key to raise up a generation that releases the kingdom. Um, then Mark Sanchez came in August of 2016, two years later, and he uh, talked about tornadoes over the house, and it wasn't a bad thing, but a good thing. Um, and then we actually had a prophetic artist here doing a creative um, conference for us, and she actually painted those things um, as well, just as confirmation. Um, this will be a place of deliverance of people's mindset, a house of transformation, a house of the fivefold ministry, downloading heavenly deposits and inheritance, callings, mantles, ministry, and a restoration of family. God is going to bring families that have been really broken in this place, in this region, and God is going to bring great healing and set them free. He's going to connect mothers and fathers back to their children and children back to their fathers. There's going to be a great restoration of the family. The prodigals will come home. In this house... Through the transformational ministry, God is going to release it, and it will be an architecture of God where people are going to call, hear this one, where people are going to call you even from this town and from your government, and they will say, we have these people that that they've been ministering to, and they're trying to help, but they're beyond their help. Is there anything that you, the church, can do? And the day will come, says the Lord, and they will bring the sick and the affirmed and those plagued with demons and with diseases and mental illness, and they will bring them here because they will say, we can't help them, but there is hope in the house of the Lord. In the valley of Achor, there is a door of hope, salvation in the sense of healing, deliverance, and on to all that God has for them. God has marked you. He has marked you even before this place was even built. There's something about the city that God wants to do that's amazing. It's not just going to be on the... Uh, not just to be on the map of your state, but people are going to come here and be set free in the name of Jesus. I see them getting on airplanes and coming here. God is connecting you. I see the Lord sending pastors who have fallen in their ministry, those that are broken and their families are a mess, and I see the Lord sending them here to be healed. And I see this body is going to be a safe place here to embrace them and to bring them back in so they can just learn to be human again and learn to be healed again and then sent forth back into the purposes of God for their life. I see this being a place where there isn't a place of second beginning or chances, but of eternal chances. Now, I'm going to fast forward. The word for 2022 was expansion, and it was confirmed um, a year or so ago. Over and over and over again, we kept hearing the word expansion, stretch out your tent pegs, go um, the east and to the west, whatever that looks like. So there is a stretching and an expansion. In um, August of 28th of, of uh, 2020 in the encounter service, the word uh, the Lord gave was that it was a time of transition. Deuteronomy 11.11 is the, is the entering into the promised land where you're about to enter into the, hill, the land of hills and valleys that drinks from the rains of heaven. And in, and in fact, he highlighted all of Deuteronomy chapter 1 through 11 as Israel was being tested and going through the journey as they were going into their promised land. There were lots of other things that took place, but one of the highlights that he told me as a strategy for 2023 was the appointment of leadership to help with the 12 tribes of Israel, that they will walk in governmental authority that there are leaders who are called to arise now and step into the place of authority in marriages and their homes and their families 
that you're a chosen one, you're appointed, you have a mountain to take, but it's time to leave Mount Horeb and go into the mountain where you're supposed to be. It's time to arise and shine and to do it with joy because joy is the superpower. Um, and then in the September 25th encounter service, I talked about the year of the Lord being 5783. The 80s represents, there's actually a picture in the Hebrew language and the symbols. There's a picture, a sound, and all that. I don't have time to get into all of that. But the 80s represents a mouth that is speaking. So for a decade in the 80s, there's going to be a mouth that is speaking. And the mouth that speaks is not just about the, God's word, mouth being speaking, and the prophetic word, but your words. What your mouths will be speaking matter. The power of the tongue speaks life or death, and he who speaks it will eat its fruit. And so um, then three is the number for righteousness. And so we have to really make sure that we're speaking and declaring right things and righteousness in a right way. Um, he declared at that moment that 2023 would be a year of recompense, a year of truth, and a year of coming into alignment where we will make the enemy pay for what he has done. And we will come into fruitfulness for harvest is upon us. Revival is personal. What was... Um, what was once alive and then dead needs to come back to life. But reformation is about transformation, and it was time to take land and territory. There was a kingdom renaissance that was about complete cultural transformation, and then we saw Roe v. Wade overturned. Every voice counts. Every voice counts, and we must speak what God is saying. It's time to get your house in order. It's time to cleanse land. If some of you guys remember, it was about coming into alignment, coming out, dealing with your clutter, whatever it is. This is still the word of the Lord this year, is to come into alignment with the Lord, clear out the clutter, whatever needs to go and be dead and stayed behind, needs to be cut off and let go, especially anything out of 2022 that needs to, we need to know what it is that we're supposed to stop. And then we can move into what the new next thing is for the Lord. Come into order. Get rid of old things. Notice the things that you've ignored especially. So my testimony was I didn't, not that I ignored my health, but it was bottom of the barrel when we first moved here in 2014. My whole life flipped upside down for a couple of years. Um, and uh, my body suffered, quite honestly. And so I invested in myself to get my health in order, do the things that I needed to do for two or three years. And honestly, the thing that I was ignoring was getting rid of sugar. <laughs> And so guess what? Um, my brother passed away in April and August. Um, uh, in July, the Lord um, released a commissioning and he said, you need to be ready for the long haul. Are you in or are you out? What is it? I mean, it was a line in the sand. I don't know if you guys just felt that, but it was a line in the sand. And so August 1st, I'm like, okay, I got to go all in. I can say all in, but if we don't do the all in, that's a whole other thing. Okay, so we can't just say it and think that's a good idea, Cindy. It's about taking the things that you need to do and doing it with intention and not actually holding anything back. Um, and so it's important that you do that. Um, it's harvest season. It's harvest time because he is the Lord of the harvest. Um, and then uh, this is actually the word for 2023, Psalm 23. I know it seems really obvious because the number 23, but it's, I, I believe it's very, very intentional um, about Psalm 23. Every single line of Psalm 23, I encourage you, if you don't have it already memorized, I know many of you may have, I would read it in a different translation as well. Um, 
I don't have time. So I encourage you guys to read, a, and particularly the Passion Translation, um, because it's just different. If you've memorized it in a different translation, read it in a couple other ones, but go line by line and ask him what he's saying to you. The highlights are this. This is the time of the Good Shepherd. This is going to be the year of the Good Shepherd, um, because the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not need for anything, because he is going to be provider. You're going to see him provide for you in supernatural ways that you have not seen him do before. He is going to fulfill promises that he has spoken over you, but you have to record and steward the promises to say, yes, I agree with these promises. Lord, you promised. We don't have to say it from a heart that, that's disappointed. Okay, come up higher and go, Lord, this is your promise, and I'm so excited because this is what's coming. This is what you said we're going to do. It's kind of like if you tell a child, hey, we're going to get ice cream after we do da-da-da-da-da, you got to go tell, you got to take them to go get ice cream, like, you know, because you said, right? And so it's a promise fulfilled. Um, There's the time um, also of you coming into the secret place where he's going to restore your soul. Um, It's a time to do the heart healing that needs to be done. It was prophesied earlier today as well. Like continue to do the heart journey. Inner healing is a lifestyle. It's not about looking about how bad, wrong, and broken we are, but about coming into the truth of who God says that we are, into our intimate place, in that oneness. If you don't have a secret place, create a secret place with him Um, because there will be times of difficulty, times where we'll be in the valley of the shadow of death, but there will be no fear. There will be no fear. In fact, I proclaimed no death as well just because I wanted to Um, because I'm tired of it, (laughs) to be really honest. But even in the valley of the shadow of death, there will be no fear because he will be with you and he's going to bring you up out of that place. Um, Deuteronomy 11.11, again, we are coming into the promised land and we're going to go in with worship. The walls that need to come down are like Jericho, but there are also walls that need rebuilding like Nehemiah did for Jerusalem. It's about us taking new territory because he's the God of breakthrough and we are good stewards of all that have been given. Now, um, in the October Encounter service, especially during the song Champion, the, the lyrics that we were singing, I am seated in heavenly places, undefeated with the one who has conquered it all. When I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. I have the authority. Does any of that sound familiar to what I've already read to you? It was a confirmation of things he's already been saying over us. And that was when the Lord just, I mean, just hit me with fire. And I had to get up and I, and I shared because um, I saw the Lord come into the room and he gave us a sword. He was releasing swords into your hands that we weren't just singing lyrics. It was about the authority of the body of Christ, understanding that he is Christus Victor. And there are mountains that need to be moved right now. And we, he put a sword in our hand and to declare it, to declare victory now and to declare all the things that we've been waiting for that we're not supposed to wait for it to fall out of the sky because we're seated in heavenly places and we've already won he has already declared the victory and so we are to declare it with him and to partner with him and he was asking where are my warriors the authority is the key to the believer um, uh, in this season i'm going to skip forward because i just don't have time Um, but then uh, he ended with be holy as i am holy Um, now isabel and thrown came on 11-11. <laughs> and so that was not lost on me at all. Again, other confirmation. And I knew when I knew that they would come, whenever they would come, that they are they are breakers. They are atmosphere shifters. But there were more confirmations. I'm just going to send you the highlights. But um, we are heirs of Abraham. It's about the faith of Abraham. Again, the faith of Abraham. And it's really funny because if you go back and you look in the story of Abraham, there were moments when he didn't have faith. Threw Sarah under the bus a couple times, okay? And so, but what the Lord remembers is his faith. 
So he's in Hebrews in the hall of faith going, remembering Abraham and the, the, the faith of Abraham is what is highlighted. God does not remember the times that he's fell, the times that he hesitated, the times that were the shortcomings. God only remembers the times you agreed with him and believed with him. And that is what he's looking for. He's looking for us to focus on what we agree and, and believe for. So we repent from our lack of faith and we come into it. Even Jay did it today again. She talked several times about hearing trumpets and she heard more trumpets in this house this that weekend than she had heard in quite a while. And the trumpets being released are declarations and messages from the throne room of heaven. And they declared restoration to every promise and every prophetic word spoken over this church. Um, against all opposition, that there was resurrection power. Um, and the call that was being released from the angels with trumpets said, all hands on deck. And I also said the rewards are ready. She spoke often about acceleration, 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 and that the Lord was bringing an enlargement. Again, there's the word for expansion. There was a gift of, of stewardship being released. We are good stewards in this house. I know that to be a fact because my husband is a great steward as well. And we are good stewards in this house. But stewardship is not about hoarding. It's about multiplying. It's about multiplying and growing. So there's an acceleration of releasing greater things, um, looking at the parable of talents, and there is a push that we're being pushed forward. We don't have time to waste because he's settling accounts because he wants to give you more. He wants to give you more. It's not about what you owe. It's not about your debts. It's about him giving you more because you have stewarded well, and he wants to give good um, dividends to those who are good investment. Um, then she talked about there being a worship anointing and a psalmist anointing that songs and recordings will be released out of here in a mighty way like the house of David. The Lord has a special purpose in the church and for this area. There's gifts of impartation that were released. Again, spoke words of expansion and enlargement and acceleration. The all hands on deck word. And it reminded me of a word several years ago. I'll have to go back. I couldn't find where it was at. And I couldn't remember in my notes. So I'll have to keep searching for it. But there was a time Jay might remember. And it was the Christmas season because I remember these bells being up here. And I just saw these bells ringing or whatever. Carol the bells or whatever was kind of ringing. But as they were ringing, I, I kept hearing the red coats are coming the red coats are coming the red coats are coming and I'm like what in the world and I saw the picture of the guys in the red you know the the um what you call the the um oh my gosh I can't remember um yes the and the revolution you know when they would go through and they would be they would be ringing and they'd be like the red coats are coming and that was a warning the red coats are coming but this was not a warning this was the red coats are coming this is about those who were washed in the blood of the lamb who were coming it were about the people that were coming in for the harvest and to prepare for that to get ready um, and but she said and the rewards are ready um, and she heard a train engine a loud train as as new trains were being laid and I'll just tell you there was another train depot word about the glory train coming and different uh, tracks being laid that I gave I don't know several years ago um, but he has rebirthed it again in the last uh, couple of months about several train tracks being um, released and and for us to be able to focus on that again confirmation is why I'm sharing all of this um, but she said that she had heard um, trumpets a lot in the church since they arrived, that those who hear the sound of the trumpet and respond will be given the rewards that others rejected and the talents that others have buried. More will be added to them. You will be equipped to do what you are being given to do. Enlargement comes through service. If you're willing to serve, you will be equipped and enlarged. Restoration is coming to the house where the enemy has tried to block or stolen 
and restitution is going to be um, paid. Again, I did say that this was a year of recompense. Impartation of wisdom, faith, and discernment to activate these prophetic words. And then she called up our zeal. That's about the hunger again that, that um, was mentioned before. Um, she declared an alignment coming, and she called the plumb line to be released. Do you guys remember Jay's been talking about a plumb line for quite a long time, that it's about coming up to the plumb line and getting into alignment. If you've ever actually used a plumb line, that's what it does, is to make sure whatever you're laying down, like when you're laying down sh uh, shingles on a roof, that it's going to be straight. Um, I saw boots being placed on your feet, black um, boots um, up to your knees. They were brand new boots, and you're beginning to run, and you got released. And I'll share that um, back in July when I was commissioned. Um, I won't have time to share all of this today. I'll try to put it all together and maybe post it somewhere for you guys. But when I was released, that was a prophetic word that was also given to me. Um, for us, it wasn't just for me, but it was for us that there were new shoes that he was putting on our feet to be able to take territory and a manifestation. And I don't usually manifest really wild and crazy very often, but I'm just telling you, there was nowhere for me to go because the place was really packed in, but I was running in place for at least a couple of minutes as the fire of God um, came upon me. It was about taking territory and speaking to every demonic oppression, every demonic assignment. Um, to be broken off in the city, the region, and the state. Um, she said that we would be a storehouse, a heavenly storehouse for the region and the nation. Again, the second prophet to come into our house and to say that we're not just here for the city or just for this house, but we're here for the, for the region as well as for the state and for the nation. And she said that um, the pump that releases the oil from deep places, the oil refinery word that Jay's also been talking about, another uh, confirmation about the ancient wells that revivals all the way from the book of Acts are going to be um, drawn up and springing out. This is very important past anointings from the revival of the book of Acts and the revivals from centuries long ago from Azusa Street. Um, listen, we've, we, I, if I could mention to you guys this, if you know what came out of each of these different revivals, if you're a revival student, there's particular things that came out of these revivals, but Azusa Street was about the races coming together like not before. Black and white, Hispanic, all different kinds of denominations all coming together because it was about Christ and it was about holiness. It was about being set apart. She said um, the Wesley brothers, the Wesleys were all about worship. Um, Charles Wesley wrote a ton of hymns, like 6,000 plus hymns or whatever and then John Wesley was all about holiness and about purity um, and the word of God and then traveling to go out the mission work Smith Wizzle work was about crazy manifestations and again more healings all led by the power of the Holy Spirit what's the revival of the book of Acts it was led by the Holy Spirit they didn't have the New Testament yet okay but they had the Spirit of God John G Lake um, that he is an apostolic um, faith, uh, supernatural faith is what John G. Lake had. And again, more healing. Catherine Coleman, again, faith and healing, purity of heart and being willing to be laid down lovers. Um, impartations of anointings, bringing justice and inheritance to the kingdom. He is enlarging your portions as a church and uh, for the leaders. Seats of authority, giving you mantles of authority. You'll be a house of miracles, a place of habitation and freedom. Ho, that occultic practices, witchcraft in the area from Native Americans and others will be broken and that we have the authority um, because what, what, what they were given permission to last for a certain period of time has now come to an end. And now we're bringing freedom to the land and the territory. I talked about cleansing land and time and we've done some of those prophetic acts and there will be more prophetic acts that we will do to pray and to cleanse land. Um, there's an anointing for scholars in the house. Um, 
They'll bring convergence. Sorry, I'm trying to skip. There was a lot here. Um, that blueprints will be released for a prototype of something new and different. And then she again confirmed what Mark had said before too, that people are going to come and be detoxified here, um, that they will come and receive and drink from the wells um, that are drawn up, the waters of, that spring new life, that are pure, pure stream, deep streams. There will be a revival with the children all the way up to 12 years old. They'll become revivalist preachers, and it's a permanent impartation because many children will come, and, the, and many will be born in this house because there will be no barrenness in the house, and a released open wombs in this house, especially that that will be a marker. And I don't know if you guys saw Chris Vallotton's word on December 18th that he released about unleashing the kingdom and unleashing because the lion is not a tame lion but about unleashing the lions and he also released um, uh, open wombs as well in that service so I believe that was a confirmation miracles are going to be released and resurrection life has been granted to you and it will make the newspapers it's going to have an effect, even dramatic times, because it will make the newspaper, says the Lord, I've chosen this place to be a house for my glory to arise, and the generosity of heaven is going to arise in a great and mighty way. The young people of the house will receive the spirit of Daniel. They'll have the spirit of excellence and truth. Um, sometimes they'll face the fiery furnace and the lion's den, but God will be with them, and their stories that will come out of them will cause people to listen. Um, and they'll raise them up as leaders. God is going to, they're going to arise, and they're going to receive healing and bring healing. Um, and they'll have encounters with God in the supernatural realm, and they're going to be carriers of breakthrough. The Lord said from 30 years age and up, he's going to raise up Josephs that will impact the business world. You guys know I've been talking about kingdom entrepreneurship is coming. There's going to be a transfer of wealth. Um, uh, and this, this house is called to be a storehouse of wealth for the kingdom. Even the community will know. Here again is confirmation from Isabel of what Mark said earlier. Even the community will know that this house is a place of abundance. You'll help the community, the state, in time of need. That means a time of need is going to come. And the city and the state and the region in time of need, they will come here to receive money. They will come here to receive provision. They will come here for help. And you'll be recognized by local authorities and governments, and you'll be awarded help, and you'll receive grants from the government as well as federal government coming to you. For the Lord is opening up favor and doors because you're going to bring expansion into the territory as well. These are confirmations from people who don't know each other and have not been sharing notes. Um, Lord says to the women of the house, your answers are coming. You've been intercessors. Favor is coming for salvation to your households and to your families. And he will visit you with peace and with rest. The men of the house will be honored. They will be mighty leaders. The mantle of Joshua is coming upon them as well as a spirit of encouragement and a prophetic mantle. Those that are 70 to 100 years of range are coming into a new wind in this house. Many will arise as generals for he's calling them out of retirement. They were never supposed to retire. Banners are arising and he'll release new vision and impart more to come. The house has been set aside as an apostolic leader in the kingdom for the house is a father to the kingdom and it will rise as a father to the kingdom for rulership and government authority stays here and a triple portion has been granted and, and he calls them forth and then she prophesied over several different leaders but then she also said and a sword is being granted to you. A sword is being granted, a powerful sword, a sword too big for one man to carry. You have to carry it together. This is a corporate sword, a corporate word. Um, it's the sword of David. It's a golden sword that will never grow dull. David's sword will make you invincible as long as you hold it together. And rolling stones are coming that have been prepared in the quarries. They will come and they will join to build what God is building in here. Um, some will take a stand against you because of it and criticize you, but the Lord says, I'm going to, um, to send and transfer people to you. 
Um, I'm going to bless you with open doors and bless you with new strategy for the strategists are beginning to arise, that we're to take the land, that there will be go into nations, Africans specifically were mentioned, to raise up the pioneers, um, and I'm going to skip over several here that are basically more repetition. Um, that um, try to skip forward. Persecution is going to be important. Redirecting our zeal. They prophesied over a three-story building, and I kept seeing that. I kept seeing the three-story building when, as um, I was re-listening to that again, too, that the foundations have been laid here, but the Lord is, the reason the jacks came to haul it up is because now some people needed the foundation to be laid, but some of you are ready for level two, and some of you ready for level three, that it's time to come up higher, um, that the five-fold ministry will be released like never before in the church. Again, expansion. Then she also um, highlighted Deuteronomy chapter chapter 1 again, about coming into the promised land, that fivefold leaders will be raised up for the harvest who can actually equip the saints for the work of ministry. That means more than just one or two of us, guys. That means so many more of you in here. <clears throat> and, um, and, so, and the last thing I want to share um, is, is, again, this impartation. I'm sorry, this went, I still went longer than I wanted. But did you guys hear the confirmation and the words of the Lord that are stirring? And these were over several years now, these over eight years of these different words that have been dropped at different times, little pieces of the puzzle, that as we gather them together, we know who we are in our identity, and we know who our destiny is as Legacy Church. We know our assignment here. And it's the same thing that you're to do for your personal words. I'm going to encourage you, if you've not already done this before, I've, I've encouraged you guys to do this before, to gather up all of your words that you know, and even promises from Scripture, just go in your Bible and in your journals and any place that, that you have highlighted before, where you took notes before, go back and revisit those things. If they were ever scriptures that burned inside of you, that is a prophetic word of the Lord. It's when the word came alive by his Holy Spirit. They weren't just, they weren't just words in a book. They were alive to you. Go and revisit those words. Partner with God in those words and make them declarations. Make them, these are the promises. This is what you said and this is what's going to happen because this is who you are because it's it's about identity, and it's about destiny. It's about partnering with God in those words so that you can come into them. So I would encourage you not even to set New Year's resolutions. You can set goals. There's nothing wrong with that. Set them before you. But even better, when you take the promises and the prophetic words of the Lord and you say, this is who I am, and this is what he has said, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what's coming, and this is how I'm preparing my heart for this, and this is where I'm expectant. I'm expectant for these promises to be fulfilled. And now there's no way to be distracted. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's no way to be distracted for some new thing. I always get all kinds of ideas. This is how I'm wired. I get ideas all the time. But I have to stay focused on what the Lord has given so that I steward well what's in my hand right now. What's in my hand right now to multiply it and to steward it because of what he said. And there may be something that I would really like to do, but it's not what he said or it's not for right now. So we've got to know the times and seasons to know what is right now. And there may be words that he's given that are for a later word. And I check in with those words. It goes, this now, Lord? Yes? No? Maybe not? Okay, but what's in my hand right now? What's in my hand right now? Does that make sense? <clears throat> so, Father, I thank you right now that you have released not only this corporate word, but there are individual prophetic words over each person in this house. You have spoken identity and destiny over each one of us. And so, Father, I thank you that it is yes and amen. 
It is yes and amen. It is yes and amen. And we agree with you, God, with joy and expectancy and thankfulness, God, that you will do it. You who started a thing will finish it to the very end. You're the author and the perfecter of our faith. I thank you, God, that we are not to perfect our own faith, God. We just come with you with a childlike heart and say, here's what I have. Here's my two fish and my loaves of bread. God, you use it, whatever it is. You use me, God, as we pour ourselves out to you, as we give you everything, Jesus, as we surrender all things to you. We say yes to you, God. We thank you that you are the good shepherd, and this is the year of the good shepherd. We thank you. We thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, give a shout of praise to the Lord. Yeah. You've got to have your history before you. And you also have to have your future before you, right? See, these, these prophetic words, you have to hear the, the layers of why we do what we do. It's not because we just got a good word yesterday. This is a decade plus of words that we've been stewarding and putting to work. And so we really know God's going to do something special in this year, especially. But I just want to close out service today is also the first, not just the first of the year, it's the first Sunday of the year. And so we're going to receive our first fruits offering. And I was going to pray over it and then we'll be able to release you uh, guys to go to lunch, but if you go ahead put up on the screen real quick just the ways that you can give. This is your first time here. You can see how you can give online. You can text to give, uh, and obviously you can do the old-fashioned way. We, we, we do both ways. We both give online, but we also write checks at times too. But I, I just want to have you stand up with me, and we're just going to commit this offering to the Lord. Did you hear the resource word come up multiple times? The Lord is your provider. Say, the Lord is my provider. And I'm telling you, no matter what it looks like in your bank account, the Lord is your provider. And we have to come into agreement with his capacity and his willingness to provide above and beyond what you could ask, think, or imagine. One of those words that came up was, it, God doesn't bless you just to bless you. That's part of it. He wants to bless you. But he blesses you to become a blessing. Why are the Jews to this day some of the most successful business people around? Is because they understood back to Abraham, they were blessed to become a blessing. It's in their DNA. And we are grafted into that tree, right? We are blessed to become a blessing. And so I want you to understand when we're, when we're giving, we're sowing, we're sown into the work of ministry here, yes. But part of that work of ministry is about to move us into a place where we actually will bless our community. They're coming for blessing. And I just want you to expect when this is coming in, this is what the Lord's doing, amen? So let's just pray right now. If you've got your offering, you can just raise it up. So Father, we just dedicate now this offering to you, this first fruit, Lord God of what you're going to do in 2023, Lord God. That this is the year where we will see the fulfillment of these words in a way that we never even dreamt about before. We raise the level of our expectancy to the place of your capacity. Tell me what you're not capable of. Nothing. You're fully capable to complete everything you said about, Lord. And so, Lord, we just dedicate these resources to you. We sow it. We invest it. 
And we, Lord, we have a place of expectancy of multiplication, both back into our lives, but into the lives of this community, this state, this nation, and the nations of the world. So we just say, Lord, just like you multiply bread and fish, multiply money, resources, talent, time, energy, multiply it. And we declare this in Jesus' mighty name and all God's people say, Amen. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.